te iwi. Nau mai hoki mai anō ki te ahikā, ko maraia rakuraku maua, ko... Tānera tūta tēnei. Kia ora tātou katoa. Today, Te Ahikā revisits the exploits of Māori who fought in the Pioneer Battalion in the First World War and what became the 28th Māori Battalion in the Second World War. Each one of those boys I looked upon as my boy, irrespective of the company or subunit that he happened to be in. And I think that was uh, appreciated uh, throughout the battalion and indirectly uh, increased my prestige, if I had any, with the battalion as a whole. In the archival segment, Nga Tonga Kōrero, we hear more excerpts from the 1947-28th Māori Battalion reunion. Unfortunately for C Company, the job of taking this hill feature in broad daylight, I think the attack started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, frontal attack, uphill, rocky feature, Unfortunately, C Company and Mighty Pro, it was their turn. And we are with C Company, Ara, the Cowboys, who hosted this year's reunion at Te Poho o Rawiri Marae Kaiti in Gisborne. Ko te mea tuatahi. Anzac Day, the 25th of April, is credited as introducing the image of poppies to the New Zealand consciousness, and yet it has its beginnings in a battle known as Passchendaele, which took place in 1917 in Belgium. Horomono Horo Ngō Ngāpuhi Taranaki Ngāti was invited as a practitioner of Taonga Pūoro to the 2007 commemorations. Now this was a big deal for Horomono, who partially self-funded the month-long trip by selling sausages outside his local Bunnings warehouse in Rotorua. You know, the funny thing about it is like I'd been involved in the army a few years back um, and stuff, and but I'd never heard of the Battle of Passchendaele. I'd heard of Messonese Ridge, Messine Ridge and and all of that. And the poppies. Everyone wears a poppy on the twenty fifth of April for Anzac Day, but it was through this Battle of Passchendaele where the poppy came to be. In the season of the poppy in the Flanders fields, that's where the poppies grow. And the fields of Flanders are like because Belgium's flat. You know you know Ngongotaha? Aye. That would be like Mount Everest over there. Really? <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, like Belgium is like flat ass, man. It's like hard case. And they, they, took, one of, they took me to see one of these, um, like, dukes. Met one of these dukes in his castle. And his castle was on this place called Mount Kimmel. And Ngongo Taha's higher. <laughs> I think it'll be maybe the same height but just bigger, like longer in, in context than Topuri. Oh, man. Yeah, and it was like far out. It was like freaky style airs. <laughs> Especially, yeah, but it, it was really awesome. And, and well, the, tw- the 4th of October is when the Battle of Passchendaele for the New Zealand contingent started. And the 12th of October was the most significant day because that was when over a... Um, over 800 New Zealand soldiers died in a matter of like three hours and two and a half thousand soldiers lost their lives. Uh, no, two and a half thousand soldiers were missing in action or seriously injured. And like that, even to today, has been the worst day in the New Zealand 
army's history. And um, that's the most significant, and it's like nearly treble the amount that died at Gallipoli. There's no comparison, but uh, it's it's quite funny how we celebrate Gallipoli. Yeah, it gets to focus in nothing about Passchendaele, and yet it was at Passchendaele where we had our worst loss. And it was like we had so many discussions over there knowing that, oh, we can't celebrate every single day that we lost, New Zealand soldiers lost their lives. But when you look at it, that's a pretty significant day not to not to forget. Those weeks building up to my to my departure, I had just met so many people that had um, ancestors, tupuna, um, lying over there, and and both Māori and and, and Pākehā, and they 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 would come up to me and say, "Aroha my horomona, I've only got twenty dollars, but if this helps you." Um, have a good journey and take take our our goodwill and and our wishes over to to all those cemeteries over there and if you see my ancestor please say hello for me and like and tears flowing out of the eyes of all these people that would come and talk to me it was just really quite overwhelming eh and it was and when when I got over there and actually started walking into those urupa it was just yeah just an amazing feeling how did it feel for you because you you'd had some involvement in the army and then you're going over there playing Tonga Pūoro. So you're going from, I mean, I guess you could say from Natangata to Blangi Māori. I mean, how was that for you? Oh, well, for me it was, the biggest buzz for me going over there was was the fact I got to play traditional Māori instruments to all of our tūpuna uh, not so much being greedy, but to all of our Māori tūpuna over there, from the, all the Māori soldiers that died in that battle, as well as all the New Zealand soldiers and, and, and everyone else, so they could see, because uh, the Māori soldiers in the First World War played a big impact to how and what became to be the 28th Māori Battalion in World War Two, And it's because of the significance that these Māori pioneer soldiers had in the context of they were the ones that dug the trenches. They were the ones that done all the, all the um, how would they call it, not so much um, slave boy positional jobs, but they were the ones that did everything, like made the trenches, did the bridges, um, done, done things for all the rest of the soldiers to take part of. And, set, and, and it wasn't until halfway through the battle halfway through the First World War, when, when they were actually asked to actually take part in the action, all the Allied soldiers started seeing the significance that this little battalion was making. From being small numbers, taking out numbers three, four times its size, that's when they started having a bit more respect for, for our soldiers. And for me, being involved in that over there was... was paying homage to all of our tūpuna. Being the first, well, being the first um, musician to actually play an instrument apart from the bugle and being the first voice in these dawn ceremonies was actually 
uh, for me to do that was 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 an honor for me, but it was a oh, for me it was a, was a significant part of that dawn ceremony process. And uh, while I was over there, I got to um, uh, open for Haley Westerner, which no doubt Haley Westerner would have got a lot of um, like funding and helping that with her and and I was the New Zealand part of an Anzac concert which they had an Australian musician um, as part of Australia for the Australian soldiers and they had me for the New Zealand for the New Zealand input and uh, Ngāti Rānana which is the London based uh, Manaya Kapahaka group um, perform as well and yeah, it was, and I suppose you could say I was. Um, I did two Meningate last post um, services. What's Meningate? Meningate is a. Uh, a memorial gate, which is the entry into Ypres in Belgium, and on that gate um, is carved well over 60,000 names of Allied force soldiers who fought and died in the Battle of Passchendaele. 60,000? Yeah, well over 60,000, and, and Menin Gate is the place where uh, every day, and this is every day, rain, hail or snow, at 8 o'clock in the evening, they do a service for all of those soldiers who fought alongside their soldiers in remembrance of the First World War. And they've done it every single day since 1927. So how big is this village? Well, Ypres is in West Flanders, or Vlaanderen, as they say in the Flemish, Flemish culture, um, is yeah, in west of Belgium, closer to clo- close to the French border, and no, not too far from the French border, and it was there where a lot that was the town that was involved a lot in the Battle of Passchendaele, and and after the First World War, King George was the only uh, monarchy, monarch to actually be involved in the battle of World War One, and afterwards he decided to. Um, he got architects to build Men and Gate as a remembrance for all of those soldiers that died in the Great War, and in 1927 it was complete. And and uh, oh, 1926, sorry, and in 1927 they started doing the last post, um, last post uh, remembrance services, and yeah, every day, rain, hail, or snow. The only they did it ever since 1918, after the war finished, but uh, the the only time they stopped doing the last post was during. The Second World War, 
because, again, like in the First World War, the Germans invaded Ypres, and so they couldn't do it. But as soon as that war was finished, the very next day, 8 o'clock in the evening, inside Menin Gate, you'd hear the bugle being played and the service of remembrance for the soldiers who died in that battle. And I was I was fortunate enough to to actually um, be involved in that and be the first call of that service with before the bugle, alongside the bugle, for those services. And and I did two of them, which was really amazing for me. The f- and every day that I was there, I attended. I attended the last post um, for all the different families and people who supported me back here in New Zealand. I thought of I thought of them every single day that I went down to the last post, and and I thought of all of their help, all of their support, um, all of those tears that were put onto my shoulder, and and they were the reason why I actually went down every single day, and and every night was different. You'd have Meningate packed with people from all corners of the world. Um, yeah, it would be like uh, like a significant place like um, like Fakarewarewa in Rotorua. You're constantly getting people every single day. And over there, 8 o'clock every night, Meningate is packed with people. Uh, Commemorating World War One, yeah, and it was yeah, it was just really massive. I got to see a lot of people who were there for the World Cup. There were heaps of New Zealanders and heaps of Kiwis coming over in support, and and got to share in the mournful, mournful side of it when the All Blacks lost. But um, for me, I was smiling because I was there for a purpose, and and the purpose that I I, I was over there for was to actually take the tears from from all of us here in New Zealand. Horo mono horo. And in that audio, you heard a song written by Ta Aperana Nata no Nati Prau, titled Ete Ope Tuatahi, used to encourage Māori to enlist in the first Māori contingent in World War I, the Pioneer Māori Battalion. Nata and alongside him Nati Prau Iwi were to be dominant figures in the war that would follow. As heard here in an archival recording of Christmas 1943, where Major Pifairangi Reedy sends a message to his iwi in Ngata, hoping that Christmas will be the last the battalion spends overseas. Kotukunatu,Samata,Ureta,Fakatu,Fakamalama,Itomato,Aitua,Ranga,Ingara,Sata,Kohuriatin. O tata hui fakanui motemuan. Ahakuara kokoto ikona kotata ukato.
Enak tak kumandu kali dia tu nae, kemudian si calo hagi kaku tu itu ini. Kyalah, kyalah, kyalah. Punggalah, ipunggalah. By the time the Second World War rolled around in 1939, Māori were more than keen to join the legions of young men signing up. So much so, a number of recruiting drives around the country took place. Five companies made up the battalion, A, B, C and D, that included tribal boundaries. For example, A Company was largely Ngāpuhi and the iwi of Tatai Tokoro, or Northland region. B Company covered the Matatua and Te Arawa iwi that's around the Bay of Plenty region. C Company, predominantly Ngāti Parau, around the east coast there, and D Company encompassed Tainui all the way through to Tawai Pounamu. And don't forget the contribution of the Pacific peoples too. Yeah. 
Between the four companies existed a friendly rivalry that alongside their strong airway connections, some scholars feel account for the fearless reputation 
the battalion established. That was with a series of recordings, Akiaki Kia Kahae, Songs of the New Zealand, 28th Māori Battalion. Every year an annual reunion is held partially in recognition to dwindling numbers of battalion members. To date, there now only remains around 58. This year, C Company, or the Cowboys as they are fondly remembered as, hosted the reunion at Te Poho o Rawere Marae in Gisborne. One of the guests was George Ferguson, son of Sir Bernard Ferguson and the grandson of Sir Charles Ferguson. He recalled his whānau connections to the 28th Māori Battalion.
that I would guess history has ever come across. The War Memorial in London is not only a war memorial, but that is important. It was explicitly a memorial, a commemoration of the relationship between the two countries. I, cannot, I can remember when Europe had many memorials to friendship between two countries. The Soviet-Czechoslovak Friendship Memorial. Others in East Germany and in Hungary. But the one in Hyde Park is the only one I know of that was put up voluntarily and commemorating a real friendship, which is a friendship that remains very live to this day. And it is a memorial which will remind the people in London and in the United Kingdom generally of the sacrifice of 2-8 Māori Battalion, whose insignia are very clearly on that memorial, and of New Zealand in general. The flag handed over today is a recognition by the New Zealand government of the part played by 2-8 Māori Battalion. But the part played by that battalion and the New Zealand Army generally will not be forgotten by the British people or the British government either. Norera, Hetor Tomato Ra, Tenakoto, Tenakoto, Tenakoto Kato. George Ferguson at the Porphyry for the 28th Māori Battalion reunion in March. Two Māori soldiers have received the highest military honour, the Victoria Cross. Last year, it was Willie Apiata no Tfano Apanui me Ngāpuhi. Sixty years previously, it was Tmuananuia Kiwa Ngārimu no Ngāti Parau. This waiata, e te hokofitu, debuted on October the 6th, 1943, at the awards ceremony in Roatoria. Last week on the archival segment, Nga Taonga Kōrero, former Radio New Zealand broadcaster Fai Nata no Ngātipurau hosted a tribute programme for the 28th Māori Battalion. We continue this tribute programme with a toast to kindred services. Sub-Lieutenant TJ Bennett, the first Māori to receive a commission from the Royal New Zealand Navy. On behalf of the senior service... <coughs> <laughs> I would like to thank you for accepting this toast in such a genial and sincere manner. I am sure that the heart of every sailor would swell with pride upon hearing this response to this toast. <clears throat> and so long as we keep breeding men of the bulldog type, then we can sing, Britannia rules the wave. Therefore, gentlemen, on behalf of every member of the great and glorious Navy, 
I would like to thank you most cordially. Sub-Lieutenant T.J. Binnett of the Royal New Zealand Navy. It was 37 years ago also that the battalion lost Monanui Akiwangarimu, who was killed at Point 209 at Tabaga Gap. The battalion then gained its greatest battle honour when 2nd Lieutenant de Monanui Akiwangarimu was awarded the Victoria Cross. Sir Charles Bennett, former commander of the battalion, now tells the story. The 27th of March, 1943, that Ngarimu was killed at Point 209. I was there. And I remember when the attack was done by C Company the previous evening on this Point 209 feature, which was heavily defended by the Germans. It was a rocky feature, and the Germans were all dug in into the rock, almost an impregnable position. And I knew we had a very tough job. But the army generals had told us that this feature had to be denied to the enemy because he could look over and see all our movements were forming up to break through this Tabaga Gap. Unfortunately for C Company, the job of taking this hill feature in broad daylight, I think the attack started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, frontal attack, uphill, rocky feature, unfortunately C Company of Mighty Pro, it was their turn. Now, in the morning, news had trickled down to me, uh, news of the outstanding contribution of Ngarimo. You know, before that, both General Freiburg and uh, Brigadier Kippenberger, our superior officers, they had said to me, you know, it's a pity we haven't been able to give a Maori soldier the Victoria Cross. See, unfortunately, right from the very beginning, even through Greece and Crete, the Maori battalion fought as a whole unit and performed outstandingly. And if it were possible, I would say, to, to uh, award a Victoria Cross to a whole unit, the Maori battalion would have got it well before in Crete and Greece. But unfortunately, there was not... All the soldiers were good. All the fighting was outstanding, but we couldn't select one. Then, of course, when we heard about Ngarimu's exploit, when it was, uh, word was passed down to me, we knew that here was our chance. And, of course, our superior officers, the generals, were all delighted when they heard about this. In point of fact, we were discussing the award of the... Uh, I was discussing with my officers the award of the Victoria Cross to Ngarimu this particular morning. Uh, it was, it was uh, Bully Jackson, I remember well, and Wally Hay, who came down from point 209 in the morning and said to me, this man is deserving of a Victoria Cross. And so I started questioning them to get more details, and it was just while we were discussing this that the Germans broke through again on the top, broke through, and it was at that moment that Naima was killed. However, it is appropriate that I think at this occasion we should think about those outstanding soldiers. We should think about Ngarimu and all those others who laid down their lives to protect their country and their people. Sir Charles Bennett, former commander of the Māori Battalion. And to end this program, we have 
members of the Māori Battalion, their friends and wives, in Onward Christian Soldiers in Māori. And with the hymn Hoia Otehahi, we end this edition of Tipunawai Korero. This is Fainata wishing you all a very good morning and Hekonara Motini Wa from Tereo o Aotearoa. That was the members and whanau of the 28th Māori Battalion that ended the archival segment Ngā Tāngu Kōrero. The waiata was Hoya o Te Hahi, Onward Christian Soldiers. Since our last ENZAC program in 2007, the following 28th Māori Battalion veterans have died. A Company Tāmati Maungarangi Parauni Wairama Robin Marsh B Company George Rehu C Company Tāniora Nipe Jerry Tanaihue
D Company, Fitzu Mitchell, William Bill Smith, Madsen Winera, David Barney Lumsden, John Carroll, Mahine Kupa, and Edison Tekanai Winera. Edison featured on our Anzac special last year with his wife, Myra. E kore rātou e karawawawe, pēne i a kua mahui nei. E kore hoki rā e ngoi kore. Aha kua pēhia e ngā āhuatanga o te wā, i te hekenga atu o te rā, tainoa ki te aranga mai o te ata. Ka maumahara tonu tātou, kia rātou. Ka maumahara tonu tātou, kia rātou. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not worry them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we shall remember them. We shall remember them. Kia ora eru. Queen's birthday weekend at the beginning of June sees soldiers from another war period, the Vietnam War, acknowledged in tribute our weight. Next week, we hear about a hikoi that spanned Waipanamu and look at a book that may change the way Māori issues is reported. Himihimahana ki ngā kaikorero e tēnā wiki. Ki ngā hokofutu atu, he mihi, he mihi. Ke te whanau, kei konei rātou, mā ngā kaia rā wikiwiki mihini, ngā tangata, kei rotu i te whare pokopoka mi te kaia waiata, ngā mihi. Ko tāne ratu te tēnei, he mihi atu ki a tātou katoa, hei a te rā wiki, mauri ora tātou katoa.